building better relationships at home and at work for people who have more than enough on their plate. Two coaches dangling the possibility of finding joy in your relationships. Do you dare to consider life can be better? Have a listen and tell us why. In today's podcast episode, Angela and Patty discuss finding purpose beyond work. In our last podcast, episode 39, we looked at finding your purpose through loneliness. And one idea that came up in the podcast was that some people avoid relationships and escape into their work. Many people do find purpose in life through work. But that's not the only way to find purpose. And Patty, you've also had firsthand experience with people who work so much, they end up losing their personal relationships. So that's one reason you became a work-life balance coach, to help people find meaning beyond their work. Yes, Angela, work can become a crutch, escape or excuse to avoid going home and dealing with the relationship. It can become easy to keep piling on the work so you don't have to communicate how you are truly feeling. Avoidance causes more stress in relationships and eventually becomes distant or fade out and non-existent. It's okay to love your job. It's okay to be proud of your career. It's okay to think it is your life purpose, but remember to have a private life as well. Having some work-life balance keeps communication open and nourishes your relationships. Take time out weekly to cherish your family life. Spend time with a friend, a hobby, and make some time to rest so your life is fulfilled. Here are some self-reflection questions to ponder if you are overworking. Am I putting my work or career ahead of everything else? What is it doing to my relationships? Am I saying yes to an unreasonable workload and not taking time off or a vacation? Am I connecting to my family? Do I have true friends? Am I really happy? Do I smile? Am I kind to others at work? What does being successful look like? What is a satisfying life? What is a purposeful life? What is a meaningful life? Here are some possible examples. A happy home life, a pet, someone to come home to every night who wants to be with you, a loving partner, loving children, laughing and smiling, a feeling of comfort, spending quality time with the children and the spouse so that they feel loved and you know they are loved. And they know they're loved and you know you're loved. 
what do you want your life to look like? Those questions are so powerful, Patty. Actually, I was just uh, listening to them and they were very provocative. One question that triggered me was, am I kind to others at work? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've, um, I've watched myself when I'm at work and I've watched others at work and perhaps I'll share my first lesson about kindness or lack of kindness at work. <laughs> when my parents, when I grew up, my parents um, had a delicatessen in Sydney, Australia. And I have a joke that my first job was in that delicatessen <laughs> before I was born <laughs> because uh, my mum was pregnant with me when she started working there. And before they bought the deli, Mum was a homemaker looking after my brother and sister and the house. So I grew up with my mother working all the time and then coming home and being overworked, doing the housework, cooking, shopping, everything. It was endless. And this was at the dawn of the super mum from the 70s, who was a mother who worked and looked after the home and family. My dad also worked long hours from 6am to 6pm, five days a week, and then 6am to 5pm Saturdays and did the books on the weekends. And I grew up wondering, why are they always working? And later, my mum was often tired and never felt settled. She also died at the age of 53, three years after they sold the delicatessen. And before she passed... She shared with me that she had worked so hard all her life, but never got to enjoy all her hard work. So you can imagine that it left a big impression on me. I never wanted to work like that so that I didn't enjoy my life. And yet, even now, <laughs> after my own sickness, often I still find myself pushing to do more. Watching my parents work hard and hearing how their parents worked hard physically made me appreciate work. And also it's given me a big awareness that one reason that they worked so hard for their kids was that they, so that their kids could have a better life. Part of the meaning of a meaningful life for me starts with appreciating all the efforts of all those who have gone before me. And then seeing myself as a fruit of their labours. And from that effort, all of their effort, what can I then contribute to the world, to my family and my community? There is no meaning except the meaning that we give life. And I definitely find so much meaning in the lessons of watching where my family came from, how they moved through their life. And one lesson I learned, especially from my mum, was sacrifice and how not to repeat her experience of sacrificing herself for ideas that she had to fulfil expectations that were mean, harmful to her health, and also meant that she didn't die feeling she had completed what she wanted from those expectations. Well, I think a lot of us 
can relate to that, Angela. Thank you so much for sharing. So here's another few questions to ponder. Do you look back on life and wish you could change it like Angela's mom? If so, what can you do now to change it? Do you have any regrets about your relationships? How are you towards others? What is true happiness? Does financial status mean a lot to you? Does your financial security mean a lot to you? How can you have financial status, financial security, and a meaningful career and a personal life? I know for me and others, we stayed in a career way too long because of stable income, financial security, and good insurance instead of following our purpose. The job was slowly killing me and my health suffered and also my relationships at home and as well as at work. Being in a job you dislike or that doesn't light you up causes discord in your life or worse health problems and a negative attitude on life. Some people become so toxic and don't even realize it. That changes when you turn your focus on what truly matters and figure out another way to deal with the situation, whether you stay or go. Sometimes something needs to give. When I had an ulcer, my doctor told me I needed to get rid of what was causing this. And if I didn't, I would die. That gave me the realization to make the decision to change myself and change the things around me. So I came up with an action plan to change things. Not everything changed at once. It took years, little by little, me changing situations I was in, being a people pleaser and learning to say no, something I still struggle with and couldn't change people at work or personal life, but I could change how I reacted or how I processed that interaction. My suggestion is come up with a work-life balance plan to have for your career, the financial status and security you want, and a satisfied personal life as well. To help with creating a work-life balance plan and purpose in your life, I do have an online course I created called Incredible Work-Life Balance Hacks for Busy Leaders. We will have it in the show notes. Thanks for that, Patty. It's really important to have some help with making those plans. <laughs> Sometimes we can have all the great ideas, but without uh, structure, it can be hard to build a step-by-step -step plan. I wanted to share some of the insights from one of my favorite historians and modern day uh, idea, 
what do you call it, and change makers. He's the writer Yuval Harari, who wrote the book Sapiens. And in his books, he's got several, but the first one was Sapiens. He mapped the history of humanity from when we came out of Neanderthal uh, times to our pro present day Homo sapien. And he found that through all of that history, even though humans have evolved technologically, they've increased their productivity and efficiency, they have not increased happiness. Wow. <laughs> I love hearing him speak because you get to hear that through many different examples. And so the question of true happiness is something that neither history or evolution has provided us. And it's still an important pursuit for humanity to explore. I often wonder, what is the point of my mum, my dad and ancestors working so hard only for me to not be happy? I don't have to go out to the fields or carry water or chop wood. And believe me, my mum and dad would tell me that too. <laughs> like when I grew up, they said, why are you unhappy? You don't have a right to be happy. You don't have to go out and go carry water like I did. On top of my, her head, my mum used to tell us stories about how she used to carry water on her head. So it has often made me wonder if in modern life we have all these conveniences, but we're still not happy, are we looking in the wrong place for happiness? What you're suggesting, Patty, sounds like by neglecting our relationships and focusing on career above relationships, we're relating to these concepts of happiness and ideas of success that are not actually true happiness. Yes, putting a career financial status, the big house, fancy car ahead of happiness stressed out from working 24-7 with high payment obligations for high-end items that causes more stress than pleasure. You described those concepts of success and happiness so succinctly <laughs> and they're based on industrial society which is about 400 years old and the financial markets that arose from industrial society and trade. And that has created our modern global concepts of financial success. However, as Yuval Harari has pointed out, it's not brought us closer to happiness. And I would add, it's not also brought us to the true purpose of humanity. Now, because of the pandemic, people are finding themselves without, without a lot of things, and in crisis financially. And they're also finding themselves in a life purpose crisis. What's the point of it all? What's the point of it all? <laughs> What's the point of oil? Well, some people have been talking about that too. And we're starting to have this life purpose crisis because we're starting to see there is more to life than work. But we can't yet survive without financial security. We haven't gone to a cashless society at this time. We still need to create financial security. And we're also starting to see conversations in the community about finding connections 
human relationships that go beyond fulfilling instant fixes that we used to do by giving by using money to buy whatever we needed we're finding out there is a need for human connection which gives us what money can't buy which is a sense of belonging and purpose through our human connections Angela I have some tips on finding purpose beyond work think about things you would like to do or try create a list who would you like to do some things with are there specific things on your list you can do by yourself or with others and what would you like to try first and patty can you share the optimal work-life balance workbook couldn't that help people dream about what's beyond work Sure. Thank you, Angela. Um, yes, I have a self-study workbook that helps people create a work-life balance plan for them. You can use it at all stages of your life's journey. We will have the link in the show notes if you're interested. I remember I've done the workbook and there's some days in particular that I revisit at different stages of my life journey. So in my life journey, <laughs> I've been studying how to marry your life purpose and financial security for probably most of my life, <laughs> maybe my mum's belly. So I'll share a few tips. Many people have lost work during the pandemic or have had work reduced or their entire career has been deleted, <laughs> like hospitality or travel industries because of this pandemic. So it means hitting the reset and recreate yourself button. And it can be hard to focus on your purpose if you're stressed about security. So the next strategy is to help you get clearer on what you need for security. In my life, I had to reset many times because I moved to different countries and I moved almost every year over a 25-year period I've moved house. And so that taught me that nothing is fixed. So that can be one way to start by the mindset that everything can change. <laughs> nothing is fixed. So what do I start with? So what I start with is by asking what do you think you need as a certain or fixed dollar amount to give financial security, not financial freedom? That's a different topic, financial security. <laughs> and start with a, a dollar amount. It can be a monthly dollar amount or a weekly dollar amount. Fix that dollar amount, what you need for your living expenses, and then add 15% on top of that for extras. And that extra can be whatever. It can be for fun. It can be for your future. But just add 15% so you give yourself some padding. And keep in mind that that dollar amount can change depending on your circumstances. In my situation, it was moving, living situations, different houses, different cities, different countries. So keep that in mind, this, this dollar amount can change. 
but fix it for a period of time that you want to focus on, whether that's a year or six months. So then if you are looking for a job, how many hours will you need to work to make that amount? Let's say it's a weekly amount. How many hours will you need to work to make that weekly amount? If the job you're looking at doesn't provide that, are you prepared to make do with less? Meaning, are you going to do buy less things? <laughs> or is there another way you can make more money? If the job is not giving you enough money, then will you look for a job that offers more? Often we take lower paying jobs because we feel we have to. And maybe that job is a stepping stone to the next job. So just accept that if you are taking a lower paying job, it doesn't, and it doesn't meet your expenses, you'll need to be creative to find other ways to make cash or to meet your needs. Sometimes you can barter or you can do a side hustle. In the old days, we used to go to friends' houses once or twice a week so we could save money by having friends cook for each other. And we did that during the lockdown in Australia just to have connection. And we had, a, we had different restrictions in Australia where we could have people at the house. So during the pandem pandemic, many people did go with less and they actually found that they could save money. But this not, is not for everyone and it's not for all times. It's just to be aware when you can do more with less and to be aware when you're starting to feel that you're stepping into sacrifice like my mum did. She was sacrificing herself at times. So sometimes we try to save money because we're coming from a place of sacrifice. So be aware if you're just limiting yourself. Now, that's if you're looking at meeting your needs through a job. What about if you're doing a business and you've got to fix your goal for your weekly income? So once you have that goal for your weekly income, you have to determine how many service hours do you need to work a week or how many products do you need to sell to make that amount per week. And your purpose will feel more achievable to your, your mind, to your subconscious and conscious mind if you break down the math, the numbers of how many hours in a job or a business that you can work a week or how many products you need to sell in a business to meet your financial goals. So let me give an example. Say you sell a product that is $30 and your goal is $500 a week income and your expenses to run the business is $100 a week. That's a total of $600 a week you need to create. And that means you'll need to sell 20 of those $30 products a week. When your brain has a tangible goal, it can start working out how to reach it. When I work with clients, if they haven't done the numbers, they are often lost in their purpose or their vision board or wishful thinking. <laughs> and however, while that is often very good to have a vision board, the mathematics and the plan and the breaking down of the steps 
of how you will achieve that financial goal is often what helps bring it into reality or helps make the brain accept the reality. And that's something that a coach can help you with. Now, if you are struggling and need work yesterday or last week, one tip is that you can look at community boards. Go to your people now, online community boards. For example, in the USA, there's Craigslist. In Australia, we have Gumtree. And start putting out words about what you're looking for. We also have Nextdoor in Australia. So people are saying that they can help organise your home, they can do housework, take your dogs, do house sitting, all those services. Start local and reach out to people and share what you can offer as a service that you can get paid for. And that's a good way to start looking at what skills you have that are needed in your community now. If you haven't been forced to simplify because of the pandemic, but you are now because you've been forced to due to losing your job, having less income, this is a really important tool to start considering your life purpose. Think about what are you learning from having to simplify in your life? Your life purpose, your spiritual purpose, will only give you a challenge to simplify your life or do more with less for a reason. And if you use your intuition, you can connect to your intuition and ask a question, why am I at this time in my life being given this opportunity to have less And I don't mean to ask that question from a desperate place, (laughs) which is what we tend to do. When we lose money, we go, why me? Why now? Why is this happening? Don't ask from a desperate place. If you can calm yourself down and connect to your intuition and ask why are you being given this opportunity to experience less, then there can be some really great insights into your life purpose. When I was in hospital, I was in bed with just my hospital gown and not much else. (laughs) Between life and death, I had one hospital gown and that's it. And I was actually free in a way that I have always appreciated. I was free from a lot of material burdens and expectations about how I looked I didn't care about what I looked like and I stopped worrying about what I was supposed to do and it was quite liberating and I'm not advising that you try ending ending up in hospital. (laughs) I really don't recommend it. However, I do recommend asking what is the purpose of being forced to have less at any point in your life. For me in hospital, it was to stop seeing myself as less and to start seeing the more of what I wanted out of life. And also I had to release some negative views I was having about being alive. That was quite helpful. Purpose is not always about big scale plans and having a deep impact on humanity. Purpose is about meeting people who can help you get to the next stage of your life. Many of the most important or valuable connections in life start by meeting other people and seeing what opportunities may come. I found that when I work with young people, 
sometimes, not always, but sometimes they have unrealistic ideas. And then over a few years, they start to see small steps towards their big idea that take them down a different path to what they expected. And with older people, when they look back, they often see that the purpose of a certain career move was actually to meet specific people that helped them find their life partner or move to a new location where they then became connected to a bigger sense of their connection to their community and to their purpose. Well, let's do a recap. Take time to reflect on what you want in life and take the steps towards putting it into action. And Patty, if people are looking for coaching to reframe their career, they can work on that. Could you share how that could be resetting your career path with coaching? Hiring a coach is a great way to help you succeed with resetting and reframing your career path and work-life balance strategies. A career coach will ask you questions to open you up to possibilities of transitioning your career path while coming up with strategies and action steps to get there. I coach the individual personal life as well as their work life challenges and career ambitions. Angela, how do you help people? I help business owners with their spirit work. What is the spiritual reasons you incarnated to have this business or life? Many times your business and life is a lesson to help you to develop It's not only about the money. Of course, there will be challenges and incredible opportunities and growth with money. However, a business and an entrepreneur is always about the people you incarnated to meet and serve and to help help them resolve and understand things with. And sometimes that understanding is about understanding who you are. Sometimes your purpose in the business is to bring a new idea to the planet that is not welcome or is non-traditional. And those are the people I help as it can be difficult to be a unicorn, but also very wonderful to be a unicorn as well. If you enjoyed the podcast, how about becoming a monthly supporter? Click on the support button in the Anchor app. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Building Better Relationships with Angela and Patty. Send us a message and please like or share the podcast or donate with the Anchor Donate button. We really value your feedback. Mm